Hi, Rebecca Shear here. Looking for more ways to circle round with us? Join the Circle Round Club and get all sorts of great perks, like a welcome box with Circle Round goodies, monthly newsletters, even ad-free episodes, and bonus bedtime stories. Support our public radio podcast and sign up now at wbur.org slash Club. Produced by the iLab at WBUR Boston. Think about something you own that's really special to you. What makes it special? Maybe it's special because it's your favorite color, or it's fun to play with, or you find it to be really snuggly and comforting, or maybe it's because someone special gave it to you. As we'll hear in today's tale, those are the gifts that are priceless. I'm Rebecca Shear, and welcome to Circle Round, where story time happens all the time. Today our story is called The Uncommon Offering. Versions of this tale originally come from the South American country of Paraguay. Some really great people came together to bring you our adaptation of this folktale, including Tony Award winner Ruthie Ann Miles. In addition to gracing the stage in numerous Broadway and off-Broadway musicals, Ruthie Ann stars in All Rise on CBS. So, circle around, everyone, for the uncommon offering. Stroll through the markets and shops of Paraguay, and you'll come across many an artist selling a particular kind of lace. It's called Nyan Du Tea. Nyan Du Tea lace is round in shape and it's embroidered with all sorts of intricate designs and patterns that radiate out from the middle. When it's done, the lace looks a lot like the wheel of a bicycle, the sun in the sky, or the web of a spider. In fact, in the indigenous Guarani language of Paraguay, Nyanduti means spider web. And in the story you're about to hear, you'll find out why. It all began with a young man named Manu. Manu resided with his mother in a humble hut in the forest, where they lived off of rice and corn and not much else. Manu and his mother couldn't afford a well, so each day the young man would rise with the sun, then carry a clay jar to the river to fetch fresh water. One morning, as Manu knelt on the riverbank, poised to plunge his jar into the swift, cool current, he suddenly heard, Help me! A voice. Please help me. Please. Manu swiveled his head this way and that. Who's that talking? I don't see anyone here. How can I help you if I can't see you? That's because you're looking too high. Look down. Down. So Manu looked down. And there, clinging to a rock protruding from the surging water was a tiny white spider. Now do you see me? I was spinning a web on that bush over there, but somehow I tumbled into the river. I managed to climb onto this rock, but now I'm stranded. The current is so very powerful, and I am so very small. Can you please lift me out? Manu's heart immediately went out to the tiny, struggling creature. 
Without missing a beat, he plunged his hand into the water, scooped up the spider, and placed her in a bush covered with broad green leaves and small white flowers. There you go, spider. Now you're as safe as can be. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I thought for sure I was a goner. Hmm. Tell me, what's your name, young man? Manu. Manu, you were kind enough to save my life, and for that, I'll be forever grateful. Tell me, how can I repay you? Repay me? Manu's lips curled into a grin. There's no need to repay me, little one. I saved your life because you were in trouble. I don't need anything in return. Very well, then. But if you ever change your mind, Manu, you know where to find me. And with that, the spider scuttled across the bush and set to work building her web. Manu watched with admiration and awe as the nimble creature shot strand after strand of glittering silk from her spinnerets. Then she began weaving a delicate, circular pattern. Round and round the spider went, spinning and spinning, drawing Manu into a sort of hypnotic reverie. But then... A sound from up the river brought him back to earth. Manu turned his head and spied a canoe, a fine, sleek vessel carved from the thick trunk of a mighty tree. Paddling the canoe was a young woman wearing a white dress with a purple sash. Her dark hair was coiled in braids and interlaced with bright purple orchids. Her brown eyes were flecked with gold and sparkling like moonbeams. As the canoe cut through the water, moving closer and closer... Manu felt his heart thump in his chest. He lifted his hand and gave a little wave. The young woman waved back. Then she flashed Manu a smile as bright as the sky before disappearing down the river. Manu felt his hands shake as he filled his clay jar with water. The image of the mysterious young woman kept dancing around in his brain. When he was done, he raced home and asked his mother if she knew who the stranger in the canoe might be. Oh, that must have been Anna. She's the daughter of the chief one village over. Anna. That's right. Anna moved in with her aunt when her mother passed away. But now that she's older, she's come back home to live with her father. Ah, Anna. Yes. She seems to have made quite the impression on you, huh? Indeed, she had. Manu spent the rest of the day thinking about Anna. The whole night, too. And the next morning, he woke up extra early, grabbed his clay jar, and ran to the river faster than he ever had before. On the way, he picked as many bright purple orchids as he could find and placed them in a basket. A little while later... Manu heard a sound that made his heart do a flip. It was Anna and she was paddling her canoe his way. Only this time, Manu did more than wave and smile. He mustered up his courage, took a deep breath, and... Um, good morning. Anna fixed her twinkling brown eyes on Manu. Then she shifted the direction of her canoe and came gliding to the water's edge. With a graceful leap, she hopped out of the canoe and landed on the riverbank, right in front of Manu. Um, good morning to you, too. Did I see you here yesterday? Manu's heart was beating so quickly 
He thought for sure it would sprout two little wings and flutter away. You did see me. My name is Water, and I come here every morning to collect Manu. I mean, my name is Manu, and I come here every morning to collect water. (sighs) Anna smiled. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you, Manu. I'm Anna. What's in the basket? The basket? Manu was so nervous he had already forgotten about the orchids. Flustered, he held out his basket. These are orchids. I picked them for you. Yesterday I noticed you were herring them in your wear... Oh, I mean, wearing them in your hair. So, oh... Again, Anna smiled. Well, thank you, Manu. Orchids are my absolute favorite. I wonder, are you busy right now? I was heading this way to collect guavas and papayas. This forest has the most amazing fruit trees. Care to join me? Manu and Anna spent all morning picking fruit from the forest. They talked, they joked, they laughed. Manu had never felt so comfortable around another person, and he suspected Anna felt the same way. Manu and Anna began meeting by the river every morning. Sometimes they would pick fruit, sometimes they would paddle around in the water, but always they would talk, joke, and laugh for hours and hours and hours. Before long, they were professing their love. But when Anna brought Manu back to her village to meet her father... This is the young man you wish to marry? The chief put his hands on his hips and scowled. Come now, Anna. He's a peasant, a commoner. Manu felt his cheeks burn. Um, With all due respect, sir, I I may not be the chief of a son. I mean, the son of a chief. But I love Anna, and she loves me. We wish to be together forever. It's true, father. Anna threw her arms around Manu. We wish to be together forever. The chief gazed at the young couple. From the looks on their faces, he knew they were very much in love. But he also knew the rules. Listen, you two. The daughter of a chief can't marry just anyone. She is nobility. She is royalty. According to tradition, she must marry someone who can provide her with precious things. Rare things. Someone who can offer her treasures so uncommon you can't possibly calculate the cost. The chief laid a hand on Anna's shoulder. Dearest daughter, if you wish to get married, we must find someone suitable for you. Someone worthy. And I will help. Tomorrow I will invite all the young men in the land to come to our village and bring you something precious, something rare. Whoever succeeds in bringing you the most uncommon offering, he will win your hand in marriage. But father, can't you see that I... No buts, my dear. My decision has been made. The competition begins tomorrow. May the best man win. What do you think will happen next? Does Manu stand a chance of winning the chief's competition? We'll find out after a quick break. 
Support for Circle Round comes from Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Circle Round. That's Indeed.com slash Circle Round. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We've been looking for even more ways to circle round with super fans like you. And now we've got another one. The Circle Round Club. When you join the Circle Round Club, not only do you support the public radio station that makes Circle Round possible, but you can get all sorts of perks, including a welcome box with Circle Round goodies, weekly activity emails, monthly newsletters from me, Rebecca Shear, and early access to Circle Round events. You can also get bonus bedtime stories, behind-the-scenes videos, and ad-free episodes. Sign up now at wbur.org slash Club. Welcome back to Circle Round. I'm Rebecca Shear. Today our story is called The Uncommon Offering. Before the break, the chief announced a competition. Whoever could bring his daughter Anna the most precious, rare, and uncommon offering would win her hand in marriage. Anna was already in love with a humble young man named Manu, Manu barely had a penny to his name, and as he headed back to his village after meeting the chief, he felt like dark clouds were swirling over his head. Oh, what am I going to do? I love Anna with all my heart, and she loves me. But dozens of princes and warriors will show up tomorrow with fancy gifts, expensive gifts, gifts that I can only dream of. And what can I offer? little more than the clay jar I used to fetch water from the river each morning. Manu slumped his shoulders. I'll just have to face it. Anna and I will never be together again. As Manu trudged on, he felt a lump form in his throat. Soon his eyes were so misty with tears he could hardly see. When he reached the river, he collapsed on a rock, put his head in his hands, and let out a sob. <sighs> But then, Manu, he heard a voice, a tiny familiar voice coming from a bush with broad green leaves and small white flowers. Manu, why the tears? What troubles you, my friend? Manu wiped his eyes and peered at the bush. Poised on a silky web glistening with dew was the spider the little white spider that Manu had rescued from the river all those months ago, the same day he had first caught sight of Anna drifting in her canoe. Manu took a breath and told the spider everything that happened, starting with his initial encounter with Anna and ending with her father's seemingly impossible challenge. Hmm. So you're telling me the chief wants Anna's suitors to bring her a precious offering? Something rare? Uncommon? That's right. And how can a common guy like me find something like that? The spider gazed at Manu with all eight of her bright, bulbous eyes. Listen, Manu. 
back when you and I met? I told you I wanted to repay you for saving my life. Perhaps now I can finally. The spider stopped short. A bright green aphid had wandered into the web and gotten stuck fast. Before you can say lunch is served, the spider darted over to the hapless insect and wrapped its wriggling body in a bundle of silk. Then she scurried back to Manu. As I was saying, when you pulled me out of the river, Manu, I wanted to do something to show my gratitude. Now I finally found my chance. Come back to this bush first thing tomorrow, and I promise. You'll be well on your way toward winning the chief's contest. Manu didn't sleep a wink that night. He tossed and turned for hours, his head swirling with visions of the treasures Anna's suitors would bring: sparkling jewelry, hand-carved statues, exotic birds with feathers of every color. How could a tiny white spider possibly compete with that? As the first rays of sun edged over the horizon, Manu pulled himself out of bed and trudged down to the river. The forest was especially quiet, and the air was heavy with mist. When Manu reached the broad-leafed bush with the small white flowers, he found the spider waiting. He noticed her web was gone. Instead, she was perched on a leaf. Good morning, Manu. The chief's giving everyone until sundown to present their gifts to Anna. So, what do you say we get cracking? Manu watched as the spider began dancing about on her eight little legs. The tiny creature wiggled this way and that, and began to spin a web. The spider scuttled to and fro, back and forth, spinning strand after strand of fine, slender thread. She spun the silk around and around in a circle, weaving in all sorts of designs and patterns: suns and stars, clouds and rainbows, butterflies and birds. Hours passed. The web grew bigger, and Manu's eyes grew wider. Eventually, the spider had woven a web the size of a shawl. Its great expanse of shimmering silk sparkling in the mid-afternoon sun. After a while, the spider paused as if surveying her work. Then she crawled to the very center of the web and began spinning faster than ever. And when at last she came to a stop, <gasps> wow! Manu's jaw dropped. For in the middle of the web, what did he see? But an orchid, a delicate, dazzling silver orchid, Anna's favorite flower. All right, Manu, take this web to Anna. Show her your treasure. Show her your love. Manu could hardly find words to thank the spider. Beaming from ear to ear, he detached the glittering web from the bush, then took off running. Before long, he joined a procession of men parading toward Anna's village. As Manu and his fellow suitors walked, he noticed the exotic treasures they had brought: necklaces dripping with diamonds, goblets made of silver and gold, massive chests carved from the rarest of wood. When the suitors reached the village, all of Anna's neighbors were mulling around outside, eager to watch the contest. In the middle of the crowd. Standing tall with his burly arms crossed in front of his burly chest, was 
the chief. Sitting beside him was Anna, looking more beautiful than ever, and, Manu thought, more broken-hearted than ever. She was slouched in her chair, with her shoulders slumped and her eyes dull. One by one, the young men laid their offerings at Anna's feet. At the sight of each new treasure, the chief would turn to his daughter and say, Isn't that marvelous? Or, Isn't that exquisite? Or, Isn't that spectacular? But Anna would just sigh and say nothing. At last, Manu reached the front of the line. He took a breath, then lifted his trembling hands and held up his offering, the glistening gossamer shawl, the very first piece of Nyandu tea lace the world had ever seen. As the delicate, silky threads caught the rays of the sun, the shawl began to glow, and Anna's eyes began to twinkle. A smile radiated across her face as she beheld the stars and rainbows, the butterflies and birds, and, of course, the dazzling orchid. And then, as Manu bent down to lay the shawl over Anna's shoulders, she sprung from her seat, wrapped her arms around Manu, and gave her beloved a warm, passionate kiss. As the couple embraced, the other suitors grumbled with envy. The villagers cheered with joy. And as for Anna's father, the chief, he made an announcement. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a winner. Manu has brought the most uncommon offering of all. And so he had. But what was that offering? Was it the shimmering silken shawl of lace? Or was it true love? I'll leave it to you to decide. Now it's your turn. What does love mean to you? How would you describe it? Find a grown-up and describe to them what you think love means. Have your grown-up write down your words. Then send those words to us. You can even include a picture if you'd like. Our email address is circleround at wbur.org. This week's story, The Uncommon Offering, was adapted by me, Rebecca Shear. It was edited by Amory Sievertson. Circle Round's original music and sound design is by Eric Shimalonis. Our artist is Sabina Hahn. Sabina has drawn a black and white picture for all 100-plus Circle Round stories, and you can print them out and color them in. Ask a grown-up to visit our website, wbur.org slash circle round, and click on soundtrack and coloring pages. Special thanks to this week's actors, L. Borders, Amy Brentano, Fyodor Chin, Ryan Shrime, and Ruthie Ann Miles. Grown-ups, watch for Tony Award winner Ruthie Ann Miles in All Rise on CBS. Our featured instrument this week was the charongo. You can learn more about this stringed instrument from South America and see a photo of Eric Shimalonis playing it on our website. Once more, that's wbur.org slash circle round. Have you subscribed to Circle Round yet? You grown-ups can find us on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you use. And please leave us some stars, write us a review, or just tell your friends about the show. 
Circle Round is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR station. I'm Rebecca Shear. Thanks for circling around with us. One of the best things about creating Circle Round is hearing from listeners like you. Circle Round fans have been telling us about their favorite Circle Round stories, and we're excited to share some of their voices with you. Hi, my name is Tessa, and my favorite Circle Round episode is The Enchanted Paintbrush. My name is Bridget. My favorite Circle Round story is Naming the Tree. And my favorite part is when Turtle gets the name of the tree stuck in her head. Did someone mention an episode you missed? No problem. You can find every single Circle Round story on our website. That's wbur.org slash circle round or wherever you and your grown-ups get your podcasts.